Okay, so one thing first. Niggas know I'm never fucking racist. But I spotted something. I pointed it out earlier. And we got evacuated from our plane. We we were on the we were on the plane for like an hour and um did not get to pull off. Um everybody was coming at me, oh you racist bitch, you fucked up, you bitch, you bitch. Because I pointed out four different people that I saw on the plane earlier. So when we had to evacuate with no reason at all, nobody said anything. We just had to evacuate. And I don't see the same four people that I've fucking seen before. Apologize, bitch. That's what y'all need to do. Stop being so fucking scared, nigga. Because that's one thing I'm not. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not scared of nobody. And I got the do-rag on because my waves are spinning. But don't play with me. Don't play with me. If I'm scared, I'm scared. Fuck y'all. Fuck how y'all feel. Y'all mad at me because I don't side with every other black person. Because I don't side with every other race. Fuck y'all. I feel how I feel. I felt threatened. And that was it. Fuck y'all. And I'm not flying there. We were evacuated. Latrice Rewell face. Joel Embiid face. What's up? What's happening? What it do? Not a lot. Usually I feel like it's been a long time since we spoke. I've come to the realization. I don't talk on the phone much, and I speak to you for an hour every week. Hour plus. Same. And... I said it doesn't feel like it's been that long since we last spoke because I just saw your ass on Sunday. You did. I made your week. I don't know about all that. I just know I admit it. I, I, I mean, know. otherwise, there's no need for you to even bring this up that you saw me Sunday, other than for you to finish the statement with like, "I was so happy to see you." Made my uh, uh, it was more along the lines of yeah, so it doesn't seem like that long, and I just spoke to you. That's what it was. That's where I was going. Okay, if that helps you sleep better at night, that's fine. I mean, I pulled up. Nobody was expecting me to pull up. Nobody out the that's blue. So I like to do, man. I didn't want people second guessing if I was going to show up or not. Nah. Hold up, and then you ain't even tell me once you got on the block. First off, I did like, take you next to My brother had to call me. I be like, did yo, text come over and ask you what time was dinner. That was my bad signal. I'll be around. You never said I'll be. I'll well. My reply was to you immediately following morning worship, and you put LMAO instead of putting copy that or see you then, you know, something along the lines of, I'm going to be around for some Sunday I dinner. I was putting it on your radar. Didn't get any dinner. Mind I you. offered you. I offered you a barbecue pork chop. A pork chop. There's four of us. Right. You have to sacrifice your portions for your family. <laughs> Were you willing to do that? I guess not, because you ain't take my pork chop. A uh, si- uh, singular pork chop <laughs> for four people. <laughs> Three, if you don't include Kelly. Yeah, that was being very generous, because it's six of us. 
Yeah, I, I was being fun. very generous sharing it because there's a lot of mouths in my household. And none of which were present at the time that I was in Brooklyn. Fun, right? You gotta announce yourself. No. Mm-mm. You gotta announce yourself. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, they'll see you Saturday. Speaking of, yo, my nigga, when something says reply by a certain day, that don't mean wait until uh, 24 hours to be like, oh, yeah, by the way. Because I told you the situation. My G, my G, my G, you should have did me the courtesy, too, of being like, yo. But I got it. We here. Saturday. Speaking of Saturday, niggas don't know what we talk about. Speaking of Saturday, happy birthday! Happy birthday, happy birthday, Kari. Yo, he be looking at me like, why do you keep calling me Kari? <laughs> you know what is, me and Tiffy was laughing about this in the car. Like, uh, for him to essentially be the only kid, the nigga had a blast. Yes. Yeah, he was all over the place. Basketball, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't too fond of Ronald until, huh? He's a one-man party. He really is. Me and Tiffany was like, yo, like, this nigga, to be the only kid, this nigga was running around as if, hey, I'm, play- I'm here with everybody else. Did he take a nap in the car? No, he did not. Um, My son doesn't nap. I don't know what this is, but he just refuses to nap. I'm going to get him on the line. He's not physically with me. I'm, it's a damn shame that I have to FaceTime my own kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see if he even answers. Let's see. Now, this may be a first for us of Colin. FaceTime and a toddler. Who's not answering? Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Heard by your three year old. Yo, can you believe this? I'm trying to tell this nigga happy birthday, and I'm getting uh, curved. <laughs> wow. That's what it's come to. Nigga. All right. You can even get a hold of your own son. Fam. Hold on. You're looking a little bit needy out here. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know what it is? When you FaceTime this nigga, you, I, you have kids, so you are familiar with them just swiping up and ignoring whatever yeah. notification. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. My nigga. Wow. All right. Okay, well, happy birthday, Kari, whenever you yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Prima Donna. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's funny. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, wow. Play songs, slam, and everything. See, this is what happens when niggas don't have pre production meetings with, with the guests. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> know. You gotta, you gotta inform people prior to. This nigga gonna call him back. He, he, uh, the, the other day, he goes, uh, Mommy, put that lady on the radio that be with daddy. And she was like, <laughs> Her name is Melissa. That lady. (laughs) That lady. That's hilarious. (laughs) Put that lady on. 
Well, all right. At least I'm getting requested. I'll take it. Hey, yeah. I mean, the nigga didn't want to leave, though, so. Well, you know. You know how that goes. You've been there. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and a couple uh, butt weapons because of it. But, yeah. <laughs> But you, what don't, I, what I, you don't beat your kids. My nigga. My nigga. Kids need to be beat. Let me just let me just put that out there. Kids no. need to be beat. So so Ethan is twice now today that Ethan has mentioned me and beating in his school. Once to his principal. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I tell you, that was like the most embarrassing moment because I, <laughs> I had the twins with me, which I usually don't. Like once in a while, I'll have to take them with me to pick the boys up. So, of course, everybody's like enamored because they're twins. I don't know. So the principal, a little white lady, of course, um, <laughs> she's, coming over, she's coming over to speak and get names, whatever, whatever. So Ethan was like, this is Ellie, the one that mommy beats all the time. <laughs> So I didn't hear him at first and neither did she so she said what was that Ethan and then he repeated it and I'm like and the face that she made I was yo I wanted to wring this nigga's ears so bad I'm like yo why would you we were gonna, I'm like why would you say that to that white lady like that didn't have to be stated like keep that in our house and then today he got in trouble and I'm talking to his teacher and she's like Ethan didn't want me to tell you this because he said you're gonna beat him <laughs> like, yo, these people gonna call ACS on me. I'm like, nah, right, keep it up. Good job, Ethan. Play defense. Don't play offense. Play defense. I like that. Bruh. I'm like, yo, stop <laughs> telling people I beat you. Like, stop, please. Things can happen out here. Like, you don't even get beat like that. So just chill. <laughs> Oh man, I I I was I was telling my not pet peeve, but Tiffany says all the time, like you try to beat you out of your kids, yeah. and I used to hold um, I used to hold food in my mouth, and my I, I never understood like why it would infuriate my my father, not my mother, but my father, it would infuriate him, um, until I had my son who decides. <laughs> He wants to hold food in his mouth. And I don't know if it's a black family thing, but it becomes it becomes a showdown. <laughs> Legit becomes a showdown. Caden finish your food. The nigga just holds it in his mouth. Well, you're not gonna get this. You're not gonna do this. You're not gonna get that. So it gets to a point where I'm like, all right, now I have to threaten you. If you don't eat, I'm going to pop you. That nigga, like, it just seems like threats. Like, so no he threat, pushes. Yeah. He's getting his idol. Pushes you. And Tiffany's going to go, remember, you can't, beat, you can't beat you out of your kid. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I want to hear that right now. <laughs> Talking about trying to we set don't a have press- that problem, thank God. But Evan eats really slow. Like it takes Evan like thirty to forty-five minutes to finish like a full cube sandwich. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, hold on one second. Look who just called me back. Yes. What's up, buddy? Harry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Harry. Oh, can you see? Say hello. Let's get the lady. Let's get the lady on the microphone. <laughs> Them little kids don't got nothing for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Them little kids ain't got nothing for you. Get a lady on the microphone. <laughs> I don't know what you did to these kids. But <laughs> oh, no man. <laughs> what Sunday made me realize, though, was that uh, you be ready to kill your own kids and everybody else. No, leave them. They're fine. Yeah. This That's is the fun place. Nigga, all right. Yeah. All right. But I understand. That's how it's supposed to be. Everybody else is supposed to be the good guy, and you're supposed to be the bad cop when it comes to your kids. I get it. Yeah, of course. That's how it always goes. You you might have to uh, <laughs> you might have to check that uh. <laughs> this is the one that and, and you know what makes it worse is that he's saying that you beat his young. <laughs> Yo, like they're not even two, and you telling this white lady that I beat them? Like you never? I popped her one time on her leg. Like I never <laughs> beat her. And you gonna tell this white lady that I be beating her the most? Like <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. Nigga, trying to get me caught out here. I was so mad at that boy. Oh man, to see your face in those moments, like this is why reality TV is what it is. Sometimes I feel like uh, I'm too born for reality TV, but when like situations like that need to be caught on camera. Yeah. Real moments, like genuine moments. For sure. Do uh you, you mentioned his white uh principle, but do you get stopped, especially because you have twins? Oh my god, by by white people. They're so adorable. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little, little annoying. I I hate when uh white older white people refer to Caden as a girl because they don't like they're so <laughs> oh, they, they don't get to hear things <laughs> yeah. oh my god how old is she he is <laughs> like uh, yeah, Ellie used okay. to get mistaken for a boy because I didn't do their hair a lot I would just like let them have afros so yeah it's annoying and you you try to put colors on, but I guess people just don't even care yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm like, you know, she does have an address, so you know, <laughs> I, that didn't help you a little bit. <laughs> a little weird, but okay. Yeah. Well, how old is she? Hey, she's got some. I'm like, fam. <laughs> so I try to use like I try to like respond and like I'll say like to Kate and I'm like, come here, buddy. Like, yeah. Come here, like I try to make it as masculine as possible. So, like after I tell you it's a he, and you still like, oh she, all right, fam. right, like 
Like, come on. Go, some, go sit down. We're done with you. It's, I'm about to get Caden uh, a baseball glove and a bat now, Bruh. though. Because, uh, pick up two I'm, I'm, and Evan. Listen, leave that basketball stuff on. Leave that basketball Yo, stuff on. Put that, put that bowl down. <laughs> Double down, come get this bat. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I knew Mike Trout was gonna have the Brinks truck back up to his house because I'm like, if they pay Bryce Harper, Trout mm-hmm. about to get his aid. How old is it? I feel like he's been in the league for years now. Like he's mad old. How old is he? Yo, Mike Trout is twenty something years old. Wow. He's a lifer. Twenty something years old. Wow. And paid. I didn't know that type of money existed like that in baseball. Are you kidding me? I, yeah, I thought it just went to like 300s, like mid 300s. I didn't know it was in the fours, low fours. I was like, oh, okay. Fam. Like 36 uh, million? This is why uh, I, I said before that these niggas is holding wrong. Y'all holding after the wrong niggas. The football players and the basketball players, the, these mm-hmm. niggas don't got the money. Yeah. Yeah. Find you, find you a freaking baseball player that got paid. This nigga Mike Trout was born in 1991. Let, let's just... I'll put, Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 430. Wow. 430 M's for 12 years. Woof. But this is what makes me hate uh, the new Steinbrenner, because if George was here, that nigga would be paying niggas. Because when A-Rod got his, his big check from Texas... Yankees absorbed a good portion of the latter half, latter half of his contract. Mm. Signed through 2020. Essentially, yeah, this nigga's contract is ridiculous. Wow. I don't... I... <laughs> Speechless. Speechless. And he's, not that it's crazy, but him and Bryce were um Bryce Harper were like they came out of college being the uh the next big things. Mm-hmm. Bryce got his three thirty, I was like, all right, that nigga Mike gotta get half a bill at least. Yo, that's almost half a bill. Fam. Tuh. Nigga. Wow. Wow. Yo, the crazy part is, even with his contract, this nigga still is owed $34 a year from his old contract. How is that possible? 
How is that possible? You heard of the the, the Bobby Bonilla um Bobby Bow contract? Nah. Bobby Bow. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla, uh, the Mets thought it would be wise to give uh, not not give him his money front ended. They decided. <clears throat> hold on, let me pull up the pull up the article. But essentially, Bobby Bonilla hasn't played in years, and he he will get paid. <laughs> 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 Yo, Bobby Bonilla played his last game 5,381 days ago. Just to put it in perspective. Wow. wow. Um, hold up. They deferred his contract um, because they didn't have the money to pay at the time. They deferred his contract. This nigga's an agent. Dennis Gilbert is a genius. Um, what happened was <clears throat> they owed him $5.9 million for the 2000 season, and they didn't, want to, they didn't want him anymore. So what happened is they decided that they would do an 8% annual interest rate to that money that they owed him. So the clock started in 2000. They owed this nigga 20, over the course of that time frame. $29.8 million. Wow. And you know why they deferred it? Because your good friend and mine, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Madoff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The owners wow. had some sort, of, some sort of shady deal with um, some sort of shady deal with Madoff, and when he went to prison... Um, he had to do payouts, and when they deferred Bonilla's contract to not pay him because they didn't want him, um, the problem was because of the whole Enron, not Enron, the um, Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme, they had to pay him annually the interest that they should have just given him in 2000. Mm-hmm. He put... Uh, yeah. So yeah, those, those deferred pay- when you said deferred payments, it reminded me of uh, Amazon, and like when the big headline a couple weeks ago was that Amazon paid no taxes. They actually got a refund, and one of the one of the ways that they avoided paying taxes is deferred payments. And when the tax the tax rate was like thirty seven to thirty eight percent the previous year, and now for this year, the rate was only like 21%, and they deferred their payments, so they ended up, you know, coming off a couple billion. So those deferred those deferred payments, that's the rich people's, you know. You gotta have a crazy accountant to be able to be like, we're a billion a you're lot of pay- insight. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna pay us. <laughs> you're gonna pay us a hundred million back in taxes. Yo, hey, court. Sip. Let's get these let's get these Yo. books together. <laughs> Shoot. 
But yeah, white people. Bobby Bowles contract. He gets paid five years after a uh, Bryce Harper contract runs out, which is for, I think, uh, 11, 12 years itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so his contract is what, 17, 18 years? Nigga, yo. That's crazy. In 2000, and he's still. That's crazy. Still. So salute to Bobby Bonilla's agent who finessed the Mets. Um, sure, he didn't know any of this was going to happen and he would be in this position, but it, it's one of the things they laugh about uh, when they do big contracts. Uh, the, the sports guys like to bring up Bobby Bowles' contract as part of that uh, ridiculous you kind of got screwed uh, on the team, <laughs> the team aspect. <laughs> Oh man. Well shout out to him. Yeah. Bobby. Still if, getting if you've never heard his name before. <laughs> Google him and see. Like it you put Bobby Bow, it automatically comes up like Bobby Bow contract. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Learn something new every day. March Madness is officially underway. Do I should I even ask who you got? Um, I didn't do a bracket this year. I don't know why. Every time I went to like do it on the app, it was just like, uh, I'm not gonna really follow it like that. Probably to like Sweet Sixteen anyway. Um, I got Michigan State winning it for some strange reason. You're not one of those people that chooses their own team. Oh, nah. Duke can't shoot no threes. So, like, and and the free throw shooting is, like, terrible. So, like, that's going to catch up somewhere down the line. Like, the tougher the competition gets, like, you're going to have to put up points. You can't make no threes, like, and you ain't hitting your free throws. You ain't scoring that many twos. Like, Zion ain't going to give you 50. (laughs) <laughs> so realistically I see them I see them with like a sweet 16 bounce so my gut tells me but I would at least like to see them go to the final four uh, for the record I did email you a bracket to participate in um, <clears throat> twice um, just, 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 okay. just putting it out there just, just throwing it out there <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Uh, what you got? I thought you were gonna say Duke. I picked Duke to go all the way. Mm. I think the final four is gonna be like not a surprise. Um, I we were talking about money, and you guys are probably like, Well, how does this transition? That was a weird transition. Uh, Warren Buffett offers a billion dollars to anybody who does. A perfect bracket for the March mm-hmm. Madness tournament. You see how I did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It was mm-hmm. a little delayed. But you see how I did that? But yeah, he offered, for the past couple of years, he's been offering a billion dollars for anybody that does um, a perfect bracket. And it's genius on his part because there's 15 trillion possibilities. So there's no way anybody has ever won. No Nigga, way. I, I can offer a billion dollar. Uh, <laughs> that's the. <that's>, <laughs> Yeah. 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 
As a matter of fact, yeah, I'll, billion dollars to anybody who listens to this podcast and has a perfect bracket. See Corey for payment. See Spotify slash Anchor <laughs> for payment. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, it was cool when Obama used to do his uh presidential. Yeah. Bracket. Yeah. We don't have a cool that guy's guy. not cool enough to do anything. Them niggas don't even ask. <laughs> they don't even bring him up to ask. Like yo, athletes in general, like don't mess with him. Like you're a bozo. Like niggas ain't trying to like rub elbows with you. Not in public at least. A lot of them. Did we ever talk about him uh giving them niggas McDonald's hamburgers? Um yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. You know Dabo's, you know, country evangelical right winged ass was gonna go up in the White House and suck Trump's balls. Like we knew that. I was surprised that a lot of the players went. I'm guessing they just go for the experience, you know what I mean? Like, I went to the White House. You can go to Washington and get a tour of the White House. You, you got to win a, chi- a national title to go. Yeah, I guess it ain't the same. I don't know. I ain't never been. You been to the White House? I drove past it on my most recent <laughs> trip to D.C. <laughs> I saw it from a distance because uh, obviously it's... You ain't want to hop the fence? No, I'm like good. Old boy did I, I, when um, Obama was in office? I value my life. I'm all right. They definitely would have sprayed you. If a black nigga jumped that fence, they would have been spraying. Fam. Like, that nigga hopped the fence, ran up in the house, made it to the East Wing, offices, like... Fam, a black guy hopped the fence, and we went at night. So a black guy hopped the fence at night, them niggas is always on shoot first. Like, shoot first, we'll talk about it later. Them niggas would have not sprayed anything. Except for them a- ARs or M- <laughs> M16s. Uh, speaking of spraying, New Zealand. Um, All right. That massacre. Did you watch that video? I didn't even click it. I didn't either. I didn't want. I didn't want to see that. Um, but yeah, thoughts and prayers to you know those families. Forty nine people massacred basically in their place of worship uh, by a white supremacist and New Zealand Prime Minister they're now going to ban army style rifles like just like that no like not even like a whole week after the after the incident all right we don't we're done with these type of weapons there's no need for army rifles. As they should. I, I, I admire that. Bruh. I admire Bruh. that. Um, but prayers out to um, those in New Zealand uh, who may have lost a loved one to these uh, heinous crimes. Um. All right, I'm 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 gonna get us out of here. I got you.
I'm 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 trying something different as a pick me up, but Oh that's that. Yo, if that don't get you in a two-step mood, that's like the 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 black playlist, the black party playlist, go to. Oh, for sure. That's a setup. Like that's a setup for those uh, uh that electric slide, cupid shuffle. That's the, that's yeah. what that that lineup leads you into. Getting your DJ bag? No, not today. Not today. I ain't gonna do yeah. that. Thanks. You gotta get better from the previous week, so you know, work on it a little bit. Here we go. I did have someone respond and say that they enjoyed the snippets and wish Tiffany. No, don't do that. Okay. No, don't 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 do that. Name um, them. I did get asked why we didn't have niggas in Paris as one of the songs. Cause you're a Kanye hater. No, I, it was on the fly. I didn't have if I would have had time to time to curate a playlist, a proper playlist. I did that on the fly. Oh, real quick, did you see it? Hip hop junkie. Which one? The he playlist posted. Nah, that playlist is fire though. Bright future. Um, he posted a meme. Someone post uh, posed the question on Twitter. Jay-Z versus Kanye. Kanye's college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808, and My Beautiful Doctor of Fantasy versus Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, 444, The Black Album, American Gangster. Well, are we even talking about this? It's See, on- a lot of people were saying that on the thread, but if you really like looked at it, Stop, think about it for a while, get out of your mind that Kanye's canceled, he's not invited to the barbecue anymore, he's not invited anymore, college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Allow me to let my bias be heard loud loud and clear on, on this occasion. There's no way in the world. I hear what you're saying, and I'm here for the conversation. Let's please have the conversation. But there's no way in the world that lineup of Jay Z albums that you threw out is comes second to that Kanye list. Reasonable doubt. Black album. Four four four. An American gangster. It's it's not it's not a landslide. Did you say Blueprint was Blueprint in that list? Blueprint is in there. Yeah, there's no way Kanye. Um, it, it's not a, it's not a landslide, but just like the conversation, it's like one A one B. The only one that stands, the only one that stands out by a wide margin to me is four four four. Stands out in what sense? Like nothing, you have anybody, me, you, the greatest rap of all time. Like that's a standalone to me, right now. Like we'll see what happens two, three, four, five years later from now. 
But for now, like four 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 is like you're right. Nothing on here is, you can compare to to four four four. You think that about four four four? I was gonna say uh, reason. Kanye don't have a reasonable doubt. Kanye those al- those Kanye albums are great. See, to me, reasonable like doubt does nothing for me. Like no. the fast, like that fast rap, like when all the dr- the drug talk and stuff, like that don't hit for me. Reasonable doubt. Um, like yeah, Kanye's albums can go toe to toe with any of these except for four four four. Not then. That's why I asked you if Blueprint was in there specifically. Blueprint and a black album. No, the black Jay-Z- album. Go ahead. Jay Z says all the time, like Blueprint is his, like that. That's his. He he might say that that's his favorite album. There's no Kanye album in that list that you gave. Oh, yeah, Only absolutely. one that would come close and and close, like okay, you're you're a couple paces behind, would be late registration. See, my thinking. Boy, my thinking is all right. Four, four, four. Boom. Take Kanye's best work to me is my beautiful doctor's of fantasy. All right, so Jay Z gets that. The next Jay Z album in this list, I would say the Black Album. I like that the Black Album better than Blueprint. It's all right, Black Album. Um, I'll throw College Dropout at that. At the Black yeah. Album. Yeah. Next one, <laughs> Blueprint. I would throw a graduation at that. Reasonable Doubt, Late Registration, American Gangster, 808s. Like those who just, you know, like, okay. Those are like throwaways to me. Although I do enjoy American Gangster a lot, um, it doesn't like really compare to like you know Black Album. Um, so you're like 808s versus American Gangster is like a whatever. But yeah, like I, I this definitely stands toe to toe to me. I'm about to react. Um, react. My location is on for the Kanye fans, by the way. Um, nigga, there's no, <laughs> there's no way in the world with all the Sunday services, with all of whatever you want to give Kanye, <laughs> that this, these <laughs> should even stand in the same room as that. Stop! Come on! Stop! Stop! Take away your bias for a minute. Take away the Kanye antics, all that he's done in 2018, the stupid stuff that he said, the Trump, like, MAGA hat. Take it away. Throw that away. You said your favorite, your, to you, Kanye's best album is My Beautiful Dark. Mm -hmm. If you put that up against reasonable doubt, there's no way in the world. One, Kanye had a lot of help on. I'm not saying that that's a flaw against a flaw against him in his argument, but there's no way that reasonable doubt that was about Jay's life up until that point should be mentioned. I'm I, I don't I mean this with all due respect. And when people say that, there's there's usually some disrespect coming. But with all due respect, there's no way in the world 
My Beautiful Dark should be in that same line with Reasonable Doubt. Mm, you're bugging. You're absolutely out of your mind. Late registration and and the blueprint, if we just wanted to do that, late registration and the blueprint, fam. No, you must have forgot. All right. All right. <laughs> Yo, because these are not like, we're not talking about like Yeezy or Yay or even Life of Pablo. Like some people hate that album. Like these are Kanye's five strongest albums. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying nah. to you is nah. his five best albums against Jay-Z's and wh- whoever created this list, whatever five albums they chose, fam, there's no... They, it's still no. It's it's still no for me, dog. <laughs> in, my, in my Randy <laughs> voice, it's, it's a no for me, dog. No way in the world. I, 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 I expected that from you, but I don't... It was a lot of dismissive energy towards this, like as if these five Kanye West albums cannot stand toe-to-toe with any, like, any of the greats. All right. Hold on one second. Because um, um, he told me Alright. Him and Just Blaze did put their foot in this album, but there's no <laughs> Like, come on, what are we talking about? You're talking about production. Son, like Hold on. Let me make it, you make it easy. Drop my remote. You make it easy. Um Yo, right. you don't want to do this. Don't do was, it. Where was hold on? Don't do it. All right. So here we go. Where is it at? I'm looking for this one song in particular. Um, all right. So what would you say is Kanye's hardest song on late registration? Uh, hardest? Uh, diamonds, I guess. All right. So <clears throat> you're gonna put song cry against Diamonds are forever. They won't leave in the night. I no fear that We're not talking about production. We're not talking about production. He was spitting on this? On, on a remix, Jay-Z and he said it himself. You're talking about the remix. Remix, I saw I spaz. Then my big brother came through and whipped my ass. Ain't talking about the remix. Ain't saying nothing about no remix. Part of song on my beautiful dark, this dark whatever. You you guess it. It's monster. You you guess it. You guess it. Come on. And Nikki had the best verse on that. Oh, 
Well, he pushed Nikki into that. She still had the best verse. I don't care who pushed her. She still had the best verse. Well, she didn't at first until Kanye said, hey, go back. I think you can do more. Like, <laughs> Okay. And then you got... Fam. All right, yeah, see, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this today. Yeah, but uh, I like, not nigga. Today. Not today. Play that, please. Please, please play that. All right. All right. I don't Fam. All right. Let me go back to this Kanye album. Um, <laughs> uh, you said 808s? Let me see what, what, what I got here. Why would she make calls out the blue? Fam, we're not having this discussion. There's no way. There's well, no I said 808s in, in American Gangs. It was like throwaways. But you know what? 808s took me some time to respect because I didn't it, like it. 808s it changed the game. I didn't see it. After coming off of graduation. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, a lot of people didn't see it. It always paved the way for a lot of people. All right. By far. This when, might what be. What album did that? No, no, no. What? Don't be disrespectful. La, 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 wait till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom much is given, much is tested. So when you lie hard, you die hard. But, uh... What does it say? Nah, we, there's no... <laughs> we... we we can't possibly. If y'all niggas would have said Kingdom Come and Blueprint you know, 2 nah. and all that other stuff, like, nah. come on. Come nah. on. Come on. No. No. Come on. All right, because y'all, y'all really disrespecting my nigga. Because this joint. <laughs> You just quoted one of the lines. Make the case for the listeners who aren't familiar with the blueprint and the black album and the reasonable doubt Jay-Z. Make the case. Fam, I'm just playing, like, I'm just doing the snippets of the intros. I haven't gotten into the lyrics yet. I haven't even touched one of the lyrics yet, but since you want to make the case. You're not not helping Jay-Z right now. All right. Best life I live, it ain't asking for forgiveness 
for my sins. Ends, I break bread with the lay hands, picking their brains for angles and all the evils that the game will do. It gets dangerous. Money and power is changing us, and now we leave the infected with the evils. Fit, nah, we, we're not having, we're not having this disrespectful conversation to the legacy of Sean Carter. Sorry, Quan, but change that bum ass meme. <laughs> nah, it wasn't Quan's meme. It was something he grabbed from Twitter. He was trying to, you know, I guess get the people going. But a lot of people were very dismissive. I don't think, you can't dismiss it to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking about albums. Like, I'm not talking about lyricists. Obviously, Kanye can't even stand next to Jay-Z as a lyricist. We're talking about albums, production, impact, aging. Has, how, how has it aged over the years? You can't bring production into it because Kanye produced some of Jay-Z's stuff. So that's not fair. Well, that's not my problem. Bring. But that's not my problem. You can't bring production into it when you're talking about the bodies of work and those things. If you want to put that as part of your criteria, but doesn't that go into a? The, the, isn't that part of the criteria for an album? But if Kanye produced, but no, isn't that part of the criteria when you're judging an album? Not my criteria, no. Oh, here we go with the BS, nigga. Since when is production not a criteria when you're judging an album? It's, all right. it's always that. It's always production and lyrics. And how does it age? How is the production when, and you, you bring up like 90. Just, so what do you just, so what do you, how are you judging the album? Just the words? Let's, let's not. Like does it, does a beat not matter when you're talking about albums? A beat matters, but someone who, like Nas, <laughs> let's bring Nas into the equation. Nas has terrible beat selection. Terrible. That's why he don't have hot albums. The Nas hive is going to kill you over that. But that niggas die somewhere under the Queen's Bridge. Like, that nigga <laughs> don't got no hot albums. <laughs> like, go back and listen to that Illmatic. Like, that. Nah. Nah. I'm 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 just saying that that conversation you can't have that conversation and think that oh yeah Kanye actually stands a chance with those albums those are those whoever put the albums together it, it it's a formidable try because those are Kanye's Kanye's good albums stacked up against Jay's good albums but you can't like. There's too much that goes against Kanye in regards to not even his. I'm not talking about anything with his antics. I'm solely talking of those albums lined up next to that list of Jay Z albums. There's too much that stacks up against Kanye in that regard. If there's any other Jay Z albums you're talking about, it makes us a little bit. Oh, we can probably have a discussion right, so and conversation. What's the, what's the stacks? When you line those albums up against Jay-Z's albums, what what's stacked against Kanye? Uh, you can't lyricism throw out the window because that's automatic. Hmm. 
storytelling throw out the window because people don't really expect that to come from Jay-Z, but he does that on those albums. American Gangster was a um, good kid, mad city, so to speak, where sequence, um, you got a story that was told from beginning to end, from a rise into the drug game to the fall of what happens when you finally get caught. That wasn't really his story, though, so you can't, like, really credit him for that concept. I didn't say it was his story. I said it, okay, it, it was like, a story. It was, from, yeah, it was a story drawn from somebody else's life in a, a biopic. Very loosely related to something that he lived, minus the having to go to jail. But take Emory Jones. That could have been, if Emory doesn't go to jail, we could be having this discussion saying that that's Jay's biopic. Yeah, Jay-Z wasn't no Frank Lucas. All right. I, I'm, he, he was a street that. hustler. He wasn't no Frank, he wasn't no Frank Lucas. All right. All right. All right. All right. Nah, real talk though. All jokes aside, Jay-Z was not Frank Lucas. I'm not saying that he was Frank Lucas. I'm saying the stories were very similar. To the point nah, of, it wasn't very similar. They had that one thing in common that they sold drugs. That's the it. Come up, the come <laughs> up. All right, moving right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you being very disrespectful. And nah, nah, Jay's my guy. Jay's one of my favorite rappers, and so is Kanye. Like, but. I don't think it's fair to just be like dismissive because it's Kanye. Like th these five albums that were listed were very good. It's not dismissive because it's Kanye. It's dismissive because the albums that you have that anybody's albums against those albums you named from Jay Z. It's not going to be a, a a walk in a park conversation on the uh, the opponent side because you're bringing probably the best catalog in rap with those albums you named from Jay Z to the conversation. Kanye's a, as well. Like, like, people will put College Dropout, My Beautiful Dark Twisted of Fantasy, some will even throw Graduation in it. Like, those are staple albums in, in hip-hop. Like, either for what they've done for the culture, the production of it, the impact. You know what I mean? Like, those aren't just, you know just Kanye's, you know, five best albums. Like, those albums really had impact. I was going to make the case that cultural impact, you would have to put that in, but you can't because both those albums have had a humongous impact on a culture. Kanye specifically, 808s and Graduation specifically, have had huge impacts. 808s, could, you could say, gave us Drake. Mm -hmm. Travis. Guys with that sound. Jay's albums, mainly, if you just throw in reasonable doubt, it gives you the nonchalant drug dealer who, like so many people at that time, that was, that was their story, so to speak. They could relate to what was happening. Not the listeners today or the casual listeners, but when in 1996, 
that album spoke for a lot of people who were living that at that time. That's very true. That's a fact. But I wanted to ask you if you ever heard uh, sliding away from this, because that's a conversation that can be two or three hours. And if you get a like a board or a circle together, then I would love to do that. Have that conversation with like a group of people, like almost like a group of knowledgeable peers that understand music. That's because that's a conversation that should be taped. It'll, it'll be a lengthy one, but that's one that should be taped. Um but I wanted to ask you if you ever heard um, of this guy, Jeremiah Hamilton. No. A lot of people haven't. And I'm not saying that because I knew of him. I, my first time reading about it was through um, one of my new favorite podcasts to listen to. Um, I'm not going to give them the plug because they ain't paying the payola. But... Um, <laughs> It's about uh, Don Cheadle's doing this movie about the first black uh, American millionaire. A lot of people say it's Madam C.J. Walker and all this other stuff. But um, Jeremiah Hamilton was a millionaire before she was even born. Um, he moved to New York and rose to prominence for becoming a shrewd Wall Street broker and financial agent noted noted as the only black millionaire in New York. Um he took advantage of the great fire of New York in 1835 by buying up properties from distressed landlords. Most black entrepreneurs of the time only sold their products to other blacks, but he was able to break through the white business world of New York in 1830 and earned him the name the Princess, Prince of the Darkness. He used $7 million, which, which would equate today to 110 to buy massive amounts of land in modern-day Astoria, Queens, and Poughkeepsie. Um, the only reason why I bring that up is because that's a movie How? that I mentioned. Uh, he was a millionaire. He was a millionaire in Haiti. He, was, um, he became a shrewd businessman when he moved to New York, made his money, and you got to remember, we're talking about 1800s. So the money he made in 1800s is 100 times now what it was when he had it but it's a movie that i am interested in seeing um don chino bring to life because i don't i never heard of this guy before because i would i used to always say yeah cj walker was the first african-american millionaire blah, blah 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 but i brought it up to say that it's nice to see that there's other people in our history that are you know Moving in a vein, or moving it, they're making moves without it necessarily being like in your history books or like people you mm -hmm. wouldn't normally uh, consider. But I, I wanted to bring that up to you because I do want to see that movie when it, when it, if it ever comes out. Yeah, that's it's interesting because slavery wasn't abolished until 1865. And I know the North was very different, but for a black man to move in that capacity in the early 1800s is fascinating to me. And I would love to see how he did that. Yeah. So I'm intrigued already. I, I was by, um, I was as well, just from reading it. Um, while we're here on business for one second, I want to play uh, this clip that kind of, not kinda. It, it's very profound in terms of business. I'll let 
You hear the voice and you'll know who, exactly who it is. Business is the Beatles. You know, there were four very talented guys who, who kept each other's kind of negative tendencies in check. Uh, they balanced each other. And, and, and the sum was greater than uh, the, the total was greater than the sum of the parts. And that's how I see business. You know, great, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a, they're done by a team of people. And, and we've got that here at Pixar. Um, and we've got that at Apple as well. And so that's, that's what lets me do this. Well, you know, with the Beatles, when they were together, uh, they did truly brilliant, innovative work. And when they split up, they did good work, but it was, it, 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 it was never the same. And I, I see business that way too. It's really always a team. My model of business. My main man, Steve. You pick us back up. That was what I said. You pick us back up. That was. I thought that was kind of cool. Hold on, hold on. I got you. I got you. That was cool. Talk about business. Hold on. Let me go back to the new one. Remember the other week, Trump uh, <laughs> called uh, Tim Cook, Tim Apple. <laughs> Tim Apple. And then Tim. lied about it the next day. Like, I know I didn't call him that. Like, nigga, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so, so much so that Tim changed his Twitter handle to Tim Apple. If you got the urge to do the electric slide, we ain't stopping you. Let's go work. Don't get up and do an electric slide. Uh, I might have to bounce back and forth between the two. <laughs> I, might, I might have to bounce back and forth. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't think that was uh, sad at all, but I, I thought it was cool for him to speak about business in terms of it being like the Beatles, where if we're working together, we're better as um, some of our parts as opposed to individuals, essentially. Yeah. Is what I got from that. And he's right. Uh, McCartney, Lennon, those guys, when they separated, they weren't nearly as powerful as they were when they were the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Apple's business model? Uh, them taking their time to be innovative and, you know, waiting a year or two after Samsung has unveiled something and then here comes Apple a couple iterations later. Slow to the podcast game. I've, I've seen a lot of people recently saying that they're Probably going to switch from Apple Music to like Spotify or Tidal. You know what the problem with Apple is? Um, and it's similar to what I said up here before about um, people who are disconnected. Um, if you don't have younger people in your offices that can help you innovate, you'll continue going around and the merry-go-round thinking that because you've had a grasp on something for so long 
that there is no more competition or you don't have to um, constantly innovate. Uh, Do you think that their mindset is kind of like Pepsi versus Coca-Cola? Just like, uh, if I'm Pepsi, we're probably not going to put Coca-Cola out of business. We just need to, you know, stay stay relevant. Because it's just a matter of preference. You know what I mean? Like, some people choose Pepsi, some people choose Coca-Cola, but it's like neither of those companies are going to put the other out of business. You know what I mean? So do you think that that's their mindset? Like, okay, Samsung is here, that's fine, but they're not going to do anything that's going to, you know, blow us out of out of the the pool of competition we'll just you know be here together one a one b there's a um there's a video clip i have to dig through the archives to find it but it's a steve jobs interview um when they were competing against microsoft there's a steve jobs interview where uh He's telling the story about how um, when Microsoft did, uh, they did a press conference. They were talking about, oh, well, we don't, we're better at Apple. We're better than Apple in this area and that area. And Apple did a press conference, and their conference was solely on Apple products. And his thing was, we're not worried about what the competition is doing. We're worried about Apple. And while spending your time talking about us we're talking about what we're doing we're like so that my the model at apple has always been like not that there is no competition but we're competing against us the outside world may see us versus somebody else but we're competing against us yeah but they're always a little bit late listen you're talking to one of the new slaves that no, no matter what they put out I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm Team Apple all the way. Like I've, I'm never gonna get myself a Samsung. There's nothing that they can do that you know that's gonna will me to that side. I, it's, just, it's the same thing with with Pepsi and Coke. It's like if you drink Pepsi, it's just, you're probably never gonna sit down and order a Coke because you just choose Pepsi. And I'm the same way with Apple. Like I'll take that they're you know a year or two late with the the Face ID. And the no, the no home button, and you know, submerging underwater. Theirs is like a foot, I believe, deeper than what Samsung allows. So, like, I'll take that. You was two years late, but okay, you go a foot deeper. Like, cool. Like, that's fine with me. Also, like, there's some of the features on on Samsung that I don't really need. Like, I don't really care for like a whole. What is it? Tegabyte. Terabyte. Terabyte. Yeah, like, what am I going to, like, how do you fill that up? What do I need that for? Yeah, the, the, here's the, having worked at Best Buy, um, selling both the products, um, the thing is, no matter what the company is, there's not much more you can do with a phone that's innovative outside of camera and um camera and design everything else comes down to features like that's just the the long and the short of it is that you really cannot do that much more to a camera outside of um speed 
camera and design that's going to make you different from another company. It's all going to come down to what other additional features. There's stuff on Samsung phones people will never use. There's stuff on iPhones people will never use. Nowadays, it seems like people just want something that they can take pictures of, pictures on, answer phone calls, send a text, and social media access. Yeah. So... Uh, um... Yeah, I agree. I wanted to ask, um, we didn't even touch upon this just hilarious thing. Right quick. Yeah, we can hit it. Right quick. What's your thoughts? Um, have you ever profiled somebody? Of course. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it may sound like a silly question, but I was listening to that thinking... I've profiled a couple people. And especially on an airplane, especially in like spaces where you can't really control the environment or, you know what I mean, like have control of what's going on around you and you can't really escape. Of course you have. Nigga, I I was getting ready to say, there's a couple times I'd be like, oh, wait, uh, let me see what this nigga doing. Yeah. Uh, White white people in trench coats. I used to be, hold on, let me, let me. Check black niggas in hoodies. Although black I niggas hoodies. in hoodies, I'm definitely sticking my hand in my pocket, pulling my pocketbook closer to me. Like, yeah, profile my own, profile other races. Like, that is what it is. Her only issue is that she recorded it, and then it something happened, and it made it seem like she was behind it. You know so what? Unfortunate for her. You're right. Her issue was that she recorded it one. But I couldn't tell if you were doing it to be viral or if you legit had a fear because you were talking like, oh, no, just because I don't get what with y'all black people. So I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Huh? Listen, we all we all have profiled uh, once or twice, but you, you don't got to be like, oh, well, it's because I don't agree with y'all. Nah, like that ain't the issue at all. We've all done it. Yeah. I didn't know if she was doing it for like I didn't know if she was recording for laughs or she was genuinely scared. And that's the problem with this day and age is that everybody wants to be a reporter. Like mm-hmm. I get punched in the face. Why would I pick up my phone and go to selfie mode mm-hmm. or portrait mode and be like, yo, dog, I got this meat on. There's a frozen steak on my eye. Niggas just jet like why? Yeah. Yeah, and it came on the weekend after that whole New Zealand thing, so it was like everybody was a little bit sensitive towards the Muslim community. It was um, poor timing. Yeah, it was poor timing. She should well, she's a comedian, so you know she's gonna always just do something and you know trying to get a laugh out of it. Um, so, but yeah, her timing was really poor. Her judgment. Because Sikhs aren't Muslim, so it, like she was a bit ignorant <laughs> to the matter. It was just like a series of unfortunate things for her. I, I saw somebody say it was um, what happens when you try to go the extra mile for a laugh. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if she was trying to do it for a bit. I don't know if she was like... And that's the problem... The term comedian gets thrown around very loosely these days. Um, yeah. 
she was Instagram famous. I wouldn't call her a comedian. Well, she's think, on a stand-up tour. I have a problem with people. <laughs> I feel like if if you used Instagram humor to get make you a comedian and do stand-up, I don't equate you as a comedian. Versus if you're a stand-up comedian that's trying to get a hold of Instagram and do like short little clips, that's different because now you're trying to create content. But that's how a lot of comedians, like her boyfriend, Country Wayne, he had a viral moment on, on Facebook and now he does stand-up. Like, and he's getting a lot of money, like he's, he's out here doing stand-up tours. So that's the that's the thing. Like, if you're not funny, I guess you know you'll miss and you won't get booked and you won't really make money off of it. But uh, the game right now is, if you feel like you're funny, you know, you do some crazy stuff on um, on social media, and you may get a viral moment. You may not. You may catch a little bit of a buzz, and you know, take it on the road and see what happens. But you know, a lot of a lot of, I guess you want to call it internet comics are making a living doing stand-up stand-up comedy right now. Yeah, and that's the the part that's kind of like, ugh, I rather like, I rather go see. Because the thing is, like, like comedy clubs, they're not just given, they're not just given opportunities to classic comedians, I guess. Or like, you know, young comedians grinding, trying to, you know, work their way up in the game. It's not the same anymore. It's not the same anymore. If you've got a little following, if you got a social media following, they're more apt to give you some, some stage time opposed to, you know, you just coming out of, like, New York Film Academy or something and, you know, trying to work your way up. It... it- I hear that, but that's a a flaw on their part as well. I shouldn't be rewarded a stand-up moment because I can make funny skits for a minute and 30 seconds on Instagram. Like A lot of that stuff doesn't translate into, okay, can you get in front of an audience with a mic? Yeah, I feel what you're saying, but a lot of them it does work for. It works for a lot of them. I just think it was uh, poor timing on her part. Um, what about the apology? Are you here for it? Like, are you here for it or? Didn't even hear the apology. You know why? Because <laughs> there's always a oh, now. Let me save my image. Like I'd rather you mean what you say and stand behind it than to apologize because you feel like you've ruined your image. I think what I gathered from it was she was apologizing to that community um, for just being ignorant. Like, you know, like, because they had on turban, she just automatically assumed that they were Muslim. Um, So she apologized to that community for her ignorance and, you know, for offending them the way she did. My thing with the apology, it was like, I went through some of the comments and it's like, oh, save your apology. 
Um, never really was a fan of you. You're canceled. I'm like, how is she canceled if you weren't a fan anyways? <laughs> like, she wasn't even on your radar. A lot of people didn't even know who she was until this until this issue. They're like, oh, you canceled, you canceled. Meanwhile, you didn't even know of her existence. And in, in terms of, like, apology, to me, it's just like, for celebrities, as soon as they apologize, people are automatically going to be like, oh, you're just doing it to, to save your ass, or you're just... Um, we don't accept your apology. Keep it. It's like, just apologize to your core fans because those are the ones that matter. You don't have to send out a general apology because to the general public because the general public isn't affected by it. You just have to apologize to the people that support you because the general public is not the one that's supporting you. It's the, it's the core fans that you have that are supporting you and allowing you to make the money that you make. So just apologize to your core, your core fan base and move on from it. Like, the apologies to everybody, the, the offended, like, no. If you're my fan, if you supported me throughout the years, and I offended you, I apologize. All that other stuff, because it's like, people don't believe it anyway. They think, they'll think you're just doing it to cover yourself. They don't really accept it. They don't even know you to accept an apology. Like, how do you apologize to people you don't even know? That's weird in and of itself. But for me, it's just like, I don't like to see celebrities just make like these general apologies. Just apologize to the core fan base because those are the ones that, that have been supporting you and those are the people that matter, not the general public. You know why they, they, the, the apologies come so general? Because you're trying to protect the bag now. You don't want your sponsorships or people to run away from you. And like we said too many times before, it's that the cancer culture, like you said, People that have were never even fans saying, "Oh well, you're canceled." Like that's the it thing now to be like, "Oh well, we getting this person out of here." Yeah. Eh, like I, I agree. Apologize to your core fans because the casual ones don't know you from a hole in the wall. Yeah. Apologize to your core fans. Um. But yeah, I I, I didn't hear the apology. I, I not that I was. Yeah. So she had like tears and everything. Oh, okay, just. <laughs> she said it was like messing with her head because like she felt stupid like, you know she was so ignorant about it <laughs> and she had like little tears or whatever her boyfriend came to her defense just cute country wing well good for them niggas uh... <laughs> <laughs> before, before we get into <laughs> lastly um, what is something that you would travel out of your way for food wise? Mm, good sea bass, uh, truffle well, fries. Do you have a spot in general where you like, I don't care where we are. If I want it, I'm going to drive and get it. Um, Ocean Prime. That's like uh, by Radio City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have really good food, really good seafood. So that would be your. Uh, I don't care what the traffic is. I don't care what time it is. If I want it, yeah. Yeah. What's your place? Chick Fil A. Nah, I was thinking. You know. 
Oddly enough, I was going to say Chick-fil-A before I came up here and I thought about it. I was like, but that's not true. Um, For me, it's the halal guys, the original halal guys, like the the cart. Uh I'm telling you, I thought about it. I would go out of my way to go down to the halal guys. Like, didn't say I was proud of it. I'm just saying that that's my... Oh my god. Do you have a steakhouse that's better than Ruth Chris? Yeah, we've been through this conversation before. I need to hear it again. Uh there's Del Frisco's. Uh the the FBI uh flooded Peter Peter Lucas. Peter Lucas. I gotta get a Peter Lucas steak to go. <laughs> <laughs> I get that joint to go. Delmonico's has a good steak as well. Come Wolfgang's on. was all right. I, I haven't been in a while, but Wolfgang's was all right. I went to Gordon's uh, joint in, in Atlantic City. That was really good. They had like the whole steak presentation. Like the different cuts, I had never seen that before. They'll bring out all these different cuts of beef, explain it, and show you the marble and all of that. And it was really that was like that was the best steak that I've had. I can hear Tiffany cursing me out right now because she literally is outside the door cursing me out, saying, "How could I forget Morton's?" I've heard about Morton's. She uh, swears by Morton's steak. And the reason being, it was a very tender and well-seasoned steak that she was able to cut with her fork. So, mm. That is very tender. What cut yeah. was it? I believe, because she usually gets ribeye. Hmm. I don't remember what she had that day. I'm, I'm going off of what she typically gets. I don't know if that's what she got um, at Morton's. I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, they have really good steak in Morton's. To close that out. <laughs> close that, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a show? Because I have a movie. Um, this show that premiered Tuesday after This Is Us called The Village on NBC. The Village. Yeah. Okay. Any, any backstory on The Village? Um, so it's one of those TV shows with like a lot of different characters who stories like intermingle um the village is the name of the building in which they live i believe it's in queens um the main character is a war vet who lost his leg in iraq so he's like limping around on a prosthesis and um the building that he moved into is also where his Unbeknownst to him, I believe, 
um, his ex-wife lives with their daughter, but the daughter who is like 17, 16, 17, who found out she was pregnant, does not know of her father and does not know that man to be her father. And these niggas get crafty with the writing. Yeah. And the mother doesn't want him to mention um, that he is her father to her right now because she just found out that she's pregnant. They have a lot going on. So she wants to wait for that bombshell. The village. Okay. Yeah. There's some other like little, you know, other stories, but that's the most intriguing story to me. Storyline. All right, all right. Might have to give that a try there. Um, yeah, just premiered episode one this past Tuesday, so super fresh. See, when stuff is fresh like that, I like to try to let it get at least three episodes in. Yeah, I'm usually I like I'll give it three episodes before I make my judgment, and um, I like the first one, so I'm like, okay, we'll you know we'll see how this goes. I'm doing but I did that with New Amsterdam, and I don't watch that anymore. <laughs> so, so I don't know. We'll see. we'll see, but it seems to be okay so far. My movie is The Accountant with Ben Affleck. The Accountant. It's about well, he's uh, like autistic. No, he's a he's a legit uh, accountant, but he's like this. He's a ex- killer. Yeah. 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 The nigga's autistic. Yeah. That movie is super dope. Yeah. That movie is dope. But DJ Excuse is ready for Monday. Shout outs to Kate Nari again for his birthday. Uh, if you are coming through your kids, if they have any superhero outfits, they could wear them. You don't have oh, to. Oh, this pre- is a themed party. You don't have to feel pressed because we have them covered if they do not have costumes. And by covered, I mean we have your standard black towel as, as, as a cape. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Really, my kids got to come in a superhero costume? They don't have to. I'm just saying. It's that it's there. If they, if they, we'll bring it. We'll bring it. Don't act like you don't have costumes just stashed away. Yeah, the past couple uh, Halloween's they've been you know superheroes. Um, yeah, we're looking for Teen Titan joints out. Okay, okay. Ethan might not want to, but we'll see. We'll bring it. He's not gonna want to be in any costume, and I feel him. I feel him. I feel. <laughs> oh man! You don't have to. Do, you don't have to. But I figured I'd mention it so you don't get there and be like, Thanks "Oh, you didn't it tell me." On the air. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I'll take it. But that's all I have. Until next time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh.